Hey everyone, and welcome back to Newsies Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1992 Disney movie musical Newsies one minute at a time. I'm your host, Aaron. I'm your host, James. And this is Soft Rock. <laughs> what? <laughs> we were like doing like a Delilah thing. <laughs> right. Soft Rock, though. That's so funny. Here's Seal. Um... <laughs> I don't know. I was trying something different no, I with the it. intro. No, I didn't, though. Oh, okay. Do you want to do it again? No. Okay. It's fine. Okay. This is our cold open. Okay. It's a bad cold open, but you know, they, they can't all be winners. We're at minute 43, which begins with me. That's right. who Pulitzer needs an appointment with. Right. Me. Yeah, that'll show him. Good, good one, Jack. And it ends during the long pause after Denton says, it all depends on you. Yeah. Boy, I can't wait to talk about that. Yeah. Um, this is mostly a, a diner scene. Yes. What must be the longest, like, story that Jack has ever told, because this meal is finished by the time Jack gets to the part where the secretary kicked him out. Um, do you think it was the secretary? I've always thought it was Jonathan. I think of Jonathan as being the secretary. Oh, okay, good. Because, like... I'm sure it was Jonathan who was the namby-pamby real snooty guy. Real hoity-toity. Real hoity-toity. Um, you can't see Mr. Pulitzer. No one sees Mr. Pulitzer. Yeah. Um, hey, Aaron. Yeah? You want to learn about the history of the word hoity-toity? I, I mean, sure. <laughs> okay. Before I, before I tell you what I found, I always thought that hoity-toity, hotsy-totsy, and hot-to-trot okay. were all related. And okay. they aren't. Okay. But I think they all use this thing that happened around this turn of the century sort of deal up through like the 20s, where it was like, here's a word. What's a rhyming word? That's the word now. Like okay. uh, cutie patootie or like uh, okay. hoi polloi sort of deal. Okay. Um, so uh, hoity-toity originally meant like drunk people at a bar. Like, whoa, yeah, whoa, we're so out of hand. That was what hoity-toity originally meant. Okay. Right. Um, given back, to back around the time that this movie takes place. Uh, but way before that. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So given to frivolity, silliness, or riotousness. That was the original meaning of the term, but it has now com- almost completely died out. This is from the Phrase Finder, phrases.org.uk. I've used that. I use them for uh, My Name is Mud. Uh, last okay. Um, our view of what hoi- what is hoity-toity now is defined by the, quote, looking down the nose manner adopted by character... Characters like Lady Bracknell, as performed by Dame Edith Evans in the stage and film versions of Importance of Being Earnest, okay. uh, which came out in like the 1880s. Okay. These days, we hardly expect to hear lager louts, which I've never heard of before, must be a British term. Sure. Um, described as hoity-toity, the basically like bar flies, drunk yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, um, These The two meanings of the term aren't as far apart as it might seem, though, and one seems to have migrated from the other. The frivolousness, riotousness meaning was first recorded in Roger Lestrange's 1668 translation of the visions of Don Francisco de Quevedo Villegas. This is like, people were acting all hoity-toity in that they were having a riot sort of deal. Oh, the later meaning isn't seen until around mid to late 18th century and is recorded in O'Keeffe's Fontaine Bliau, in 1784, my mother was a fine lady all upon the hoity-toities and so good for nothing. So that's it, it changed to that, and here's why. Okay. Um, basically, as with many du- reduplicated phrases, one word carries an existing meaning and the other is present for emphasis. So hoity, and then toity is like, makes it, it, makes it more. Okay. Um, in this case, the earlier meaning of the word came uh, from the word hoity, which means to indulge in riotous, noiseless mirth. 
blah, 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 a boorish clown or a rude, boisterous girl. The change from one meaning to the other seems to be due to the pr- pronunciation of hoity as heighty and the subsequent allusion to highness or haughtiness. So basically what happened was it used to mean like loud and boisterous and then it, someone pronounced it like haughty. Okay. And then that was when it switched to being like Jonathan. Okay. <laughs> um, so hoity-toity used to mean like going crazy and now it means like looking down your nose and being all stuffy and whatever. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that's hoity-toity. Okay. Um, I've always loved Les's repeating like a hero, like Jack is his hero. Yeah, real hoity-toity. To which David responds with the most out-of-place laugh. Yeah. Like a second later, he goes, ha! <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> David, what? Um, I really love the part where uh, Les says, and that's when he threw us out. Uh-huh. And... Jack and Jack kind of like nudges him, yeah, and like leans back because I think Jack was like, "Dude, my story was going awesome," and then, yeah. <laughs> and then David laughs again, and Jack sort of he doesn't he maybe that's where David that, oh David definitely has a laugh there. There is there is one that is just delayed enough, yeah, that I'm like, it almost seems like he was laughing at like he was like hey camera's not on me i can laugh at this funny thing that i saw happening over right. there right but it still got picked up on the mic right he was watching a filming of a scene of blood drips heavily on newsy square yeah <laughs> i mean probably mark david is doing a pretty good don knots <laughs> probably yeah i'd like to call him delavid um delavid nice re- thank you um so yeah I, I really like that i have uh denton talks to jack but hands his business card to david yeah. Which I thought is very interesting. It might just be a table geography thing where he'd have to like lean way over to give his business card yeah. to Jack and David's right there. But it sort of feels telling about J- Denton sort of knows what's Denton up. Denton knows who's in charge. And and like who should get what. Because he definitely yeah. was writing down what Jack was saying. Sure, sure. But he definitely is like, I'm going to hand my business card to David. Yep. <laughs> well, he also, I mean, Jack was the one with the story. Right. I mean, David wasn't there. Right. David was outside talking to Denton about David and Goliath. Right. David? You mean David, like, as in David and Goliath? Well, I don't know, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the same name. But, like, that's that's just the weirdest thing. Like, that's the type of thing that makes sense. Like, if somebody says their name is Juno, and you say, oh, like, Alaska? That happens in Juno. I, yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, yeah. So, sh- so that is a case where, like, Juno's not a common name. Right. So you... Think of a common, like, you, you find a touchstone right. and point it out. But how many people are named David? Right. You don't need to point out that Well, yeah. this dude named David, along with probably a billion other people, has the same name as the guy from this story. Who is the, yeah, and they're named after him. Yeah. It's like if you met someone named Elvis, and you're like, oh, like Elvis Presley? And they're like, yeah, yes, yeah. because... Yeah, of course. Or Costello, the only other Elvis. Oh, like Lin-Manuel? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Like after Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yes, that is correct. Yes. I think it, but like, okay, a couple of things. Uh, In Spanglish, uh, a movie which I feel is vastly underrated, um, Adam Sandler, Mm -hmm. uh, one of the uh, serious Adam Sandler, the main character is this uh, Hispanic maid named named Flor. Okay. F-L-O-R. And they do a really interesting thing. I think that in Juno, like, oh, like Alaska, no, like the goddess is yeah. super great for like, you know, whatever. Yeah. But in Spanglish, uh, 
Taya Leone is the is the the wife of Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. who is the employer of Floor. Yeah, and she's like, oh, Floor, like what I walk on, and it's Floor like the flower. Uh huh. And it's like the most like you could teach it in an English class for like yeah. how the interpretations of her name are what they think of her. Yeah, it's so good. But um, the other thing I thought of was he could have easily been like Jack, as in Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah, like. Except that he was talking to David. Right. But like, do you think that Denton, like, that's how he memorizes people's names? It's possible. <laughs> I think that your previous statement about it being like a framing, like, can, can I yeah. frame the story as, you know, the right the lowly newsie going up against the the giant newspaper corporation. Yeah. Um, I like to think he wrote David and Goliath, and then he talked to Jack, and he was like, okay, cross that out. <laughs> but Jack and the Beanstalk <laughs> still kind of applies. Absolutely, it does. Absolutely, it does. He's bringing down the golden, the goose that lays the golden egg of labor laws. <laughs> yeah. It falls apart a little bit. Yeah, may- maybe uh, maybe workshop that one a little bit. <laughs> it's not me. It's Denton. Um, I have Denton casually bragging about San Juan Hill, basically apropos of nothing. He's like, yeah. is your story important? Well, last year I covered San Juan Hill with Colonel Teddy Roosevelt. That was pretty important. I'm like, okay, yeah, right. and well, and I and I still do, like it's not clear what he means by that. Like, is he saying, well, you know, if I'm covering your story after what I covered last year, then yeah, you're pretty important. Yeah, or is he saying last year I covered war? This is what I've been reassigned to. Right. No, he doesn't. Really you're not in- important. Right. He doesn't answer the question. Exactly. I think he's also saying Teddy Roosevelt made that story. Yeah. It's the people involved, so it depends on you. Yeah. So he, he says that, and that's the last thing in this minute. I think he's saying, I covered the, the Battle of San Juan Hill, but I but I wrote about Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. So I'm going to write about pe- the people make the story. Yeah. Hey, Aaron. Mm-hmm. You want to really quickly get a really, really quick rundown of San Juan Hill? Real quick one. Okay. Because I'm willing to bet that most of it's going to go in one ear and out the other. Okay. Not that I don't want to listen. Right. But I'm probably not going to retain it. This is mega condensed, and there's like three points. Okay. Ma- the main point that I want you to take away from San Juan Hill is the press and Teddy Roosevelt made it make Teddy Roosevelt's career. Okay. So, San Juan Hill was a battle basically of two hills. San Juan Hill, which... Basically nothing happened on, and Kettle Hill, where all the action happened on. And yet. It was called the Battle of San Juan Hill, I think because it was a bigger hill. Not sure. Okay. (laughs) Okay. That was what mostly confused me and took me most of the time getting here tonight, because I was like, but what happened on San Juan Hill? Uh, It sounds like basically nothing. So what happened was they needed to take this thing at the top of Kettle Hill. So uh, they tried and kind of got blown away by Spanish guns. Then Teddy Roosevelt was like, yo, we have these Gatling guns that are new. Why don't we... And so Teddy Roosevelt didn't say that, but like the guy who was in charge of the Gatling guns was like, what if I laid down, I guess let's call it cover fire, with these new machine guns that we have? Um, Sure. And uh, everyone was like, that sounds good. And it turns out it was a very great idea. Okay. And Teddy Roosevelt later was like, that guy deserves a bunch of credit for us doing anything good at all because the Gatling guns not only uh, got them, but also, like, the sound of the guns, like, spurred the Rough Riders, which was what Teddy Roosevelt's troop was called, the first vol- first volunteer cavalry okay. called the Rough Riders. They heard those, and they're like, it's the Gatling, it's the Gatling, and they, they used it as, like, a, 
a rallying thing. Okay. And then they went up the hill. You know, good for Teddy Roosevelt for giving credit where credit is due and not just being like, yeah, yeah, you like how I uh, got all those Gatling guns? Well, oops. On, on, yes. In this, in that instance, exactly. Good job, Teddy Roosevelt. So there was this 10th Cavalry, which were called the Buffalo Soldiers. Okay. Buffalo Soldiers uh, are traditionally what you call, or what they called, uh, your all black regiment. Sure. So it's the 10th Cavalry, the Buffalo Soldiers. Uh, we're also there. They were the first ones up the hill. Of course they were. Uh, the first guy, I want. I, I definitely made sure to write his name down because I wanted to make sure that he starts getting credit. Not that our show is like a groundbreaking whatever, but like, let's say it wherever we can. His name was Sergeant George Berry, okay. and he was the actual first person up Kettle Hill and planting the, both the 10th Cavalry flag and the 3rd Cavalry flag. He actually took both their colors, like two flags up, and was like, America. Third Cavalry being the Rough Riders. No, for the, some the the other troops. Like there oh, were three okay. three troops that went up. The first volunteers were the Rough Riders. The tenth Cavalry was the Buffalo Soldiers, and the third Cavalry didn't have a cool name. Okay. So, anyways, this guy Sergeant George Berry was actually the first one up. Okay. People were mega racist. Uh, yeah. And so that kind of gets erased, and this other guy gets credit for being the first one up because he was the first Rough Rider up. And in fact, I looked up the Rough Riders and it was like, yo, this dude was the first one up at San Juan Hill. I was like, I just saw a Wikipedia article that said no, that it was Sergeant George Barry. God, people can be shitty sometimes. Yeah. But Teddy Roosevelt was like master promoter dude. Okay. In a lot of ways, like Jack Kelly. Um, sure. And I'm seeing a lot of parallels between like Teddy Roosevelt being like, yo, San Juan Hill, that was Rough Riders. That was me. I'm awesome. And he basically used it to catapult his entire career. Oh, Teddy Roosevelt. I mean, he was there and he did get up the hill. But only because of the Gatling guy. (laughs) Right, exactly. So the Gatling guy, the Buffalo Soldiers, lots of people helped him and he sort of spun that into... I did it all by myself. No one else was even there. How about me being being vice president? Um, Anyways, so uh, I wanted to read you this thing that uh, uh, John J. Blackjack Pershing, who is the head of the 10th Cavalry. Okay. Um, I looked him up. He was a white dude, I guess, leading an all-black troop. He... I remember from Stephen King's It, okay. there was a white dude in charge of the all-black regiment. Okay, cool. Um, In the all of the flashback stories oh, okay. that Mike's dad was telling. Right. Yes. He was Oh, those are Buffalo black... Soldiers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he was in the all-black regiment, yeah. but there was like this asshole white dude. Right. Who was, I guess, in charge of them. I think the movie Glory is also about the Buffalo Soldiers. Um, and Matthew Broderick plays like the leader of the of the Buffalo Soldiers. And Denzel, okay. I think, is in that too. Okay. Um, yes, that was the movie that Denzel bet that he'd win an Oscar. He said, um, pay me half a million. And if I win an Oscar, pay me another half a million. And he did. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so Bold move, Denzel. Yeah. But he was like, anyone would win an Oscar playing this role anyone so like he was like yeah i'll make i'll make this deal anyways so the pershing who later went on to have the highest rank of any any living person in the army has ever attained wow yeah he was like general of all armies or something like that he got he got to pick his own insignia because they didn't have one yet wow yeah (laughs) so this is the white dude though this is the white dude of course i would even though his name was blackjack which is sort of weird i was sort of like 
what is going on? Nicknames are weird. Anyways, he said this, and I sort of was thinking of the Newsies with their strike when I was listening to this. The entire command moved forward as coolly as though the buzzing of bullets was the humming of bees. White regiments, black regiments, regulars and rough riders, i.e. volunteers, representing the young manhood of the North and the South, fought shoulder to shoulder, unmindful of race or color, unmindful of whether commanded by ex-Confederate or not, and mindful of only their common duty as Americans. Hmm. I was sort of thinking of like the newsies sort of, we'll see them in a little bit, sort of doing Seize the Day, a little bit during The World Will Know, sort of standing shoulder to shoulder with, regardless of you know, their thoughts about who, you know, if they have beef with another newsie or who, who you know, wouldn't give who a towel or whatever. Right. Um, sort of, and regardless of race and, and whatever, sort of standing again for a larger cause. I sort yeah. of was thinking of that too. Okay. So, uh, Battle of San Juan Hill, what I'd like to take away from is big propaganda. Okay. <laughs> and the newspaper is what made that happen, which is interesting that, that Denton is referencing it because he's, I think he's, I think we're sort of maybe to take, if I can make a big story out of this, I will. Yeah. Like I did with San Juan Hill. Yeah. It's interesting. You kind of have to wonder exactly how much history of all of these events did the screenwriter know. <laughs> yeah. There were, then I mean, there were two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, how, like they put a lot of stuff in here. Yeah. That you have done deep dives on. Right. But a lot of it feels like they're just like, nah, random topical reference. Right. Like if it was here. the 70s, it was like, uh, let's go to the disco. Oh, no. Yeah. Let's uh, let's listen to records. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it it ch- other than the trolley strike and the newsy strike not happening in the same year, everything else has seemed sort of pretty much right on. So. I just, uh, like, I find it interesting that there's all these references to Teddy Roosevelt yeah. in this. Like, I mean, whoever decided to do that clearly knows something about Teddy Roosevelt. Right. I feel like if Teddy Roosevelt, if Jack grew up to be a politician, which is not far-fetched to me. It's not. He would be kind of like a Teddy Roosevelt situation yeah. where it was like, he doesn't always make the best decisions, but a lot of his decisions turn out okay. Yeah. Like how Teddy Roosevelt created national parks so that he'd have a place to hunt all the animals at. Yeah. But like he created the national parks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting parallels between Jack and Teddy Roosevelt for yeah. real. All right. Yeah. Well, if you don't have anything else. I don't. Boy, it is tough to read a military. Like I was like, they were like, do you want a more deep dive of how everything went? I was like, no, just tell me where, what happened on San Juan Hill. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing happened on no, San Juan Hill. They, it was all ba- on Kettle Hill. Uh, basically, Teddy Roosevelt, San Juan Hill, here's what happened. Teddy Roosevelt was like, let's go take San Juan Hill. Uh, only five people heard him. So he came, oh. he, he was like, hey, wait, guys, what? And he came back and got like more people. But then his commanding officer was like, Roosevelt, get back up there and defend Kettle Hill. Don't go charging off to San Juan Hill. I was like, is that what happened on San Juan Hill? <laughs> but when people say the charging of San Juan Hill, they mean the charging of Kettle Hill. Yeah. It's just that the whole thing was the Battle of San Juan Hill. It's ridiculous. War is stupid. Yep. I concur. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you can find us on Twitter (laughs) at Newsies Minute or individually. I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. I'm at Unabashed James. And if you would like to become an ambassador, you can visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Aaron and James. Oof, we are getting uh, just like an intravenous history thing this week. Yeah, this week has been... (laughs) 
Are the next two days going to be... Next two days are going to be a lot lighter. Excellent. Yeah. I have a lot of notes, but most of them are not super anything. I kept my gushing about how cute I find Spot Conlon to just talking points and not notes. Okay. So I have some notes, but uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we'll find out a little more about that later this week. But until then... Soak them for Crutchy. And let's go to Brooklyn. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.